0: the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey guys, welcome to Oral Sessions with Renee Paquette. This is where we mash up the best of the week. We take our interviews from Tuesday and Thursday. What those episodes were, we take those highlights. We put them together all here in one convenient place for your listening pleasure. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy it we've put together here for you guys. And if you want to go back and listen to these interviews in their entirety, you can do that right here where you're listening as it is. Um, so anywhere you guys are listening to podcasts, you can go back and find those full length interviews. But otherwise, we've uh, we've done a little bit of heavy lifting for you. And- and gave you guys some of the highlights from what, from what you want to hear. But, you know, we're so lucky with all the amazing guests that we have on oral sessions that I'm sure if you're fans of these people, you're going to want to go back and hear more of their story here, more of who these people are and what makes them tick and what has led to their success, all that fun stuff. Um, I love what I get to do here. And I love getting to chat with all these interesting and fascinating people. It's a hell of a time. And yeah, now we just get to do a little best stuff here on the weekend. So here we go. Let's get into it. Here's the best stuff from this week on oral sessions. Okay, so we are doing the reveal of the top five. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm so excited. Do we? Obviously, we're gonna have to go from five to one, and then we'll kind of you know pick at some of the other ones uh, along the way, and then 150. But here we go. Coming in at number five
1: we have Thunder Rosa.
0: yay!
1: Easily top five. I mean, if I had to say, like when we put out tweets, kind of hyping it and go tell us, you know, who might be like your number one or what are your predictions? Thunder Rosa was mentioned the most.
0: Huge common thread with Thunder Rosa. I noticed that too. When I put out the tweet saying that we were going to be doing this episode, a lot of people love them. Some uh, Thunder Rosa I love her. I mean, I'm sure you love her as well, but she's one of those wrestlers that is just so fun to watch, Um, you know, whether it's doing a main event with Britt Baker and they're just tearing the house down to her showing up in GCW and like wrestling with the boys, like doing her thing. She is just such a fun energy to check out. I adore her so much. I can't wait to see more from her. And, you know, I think as this buzz continues to exist around her, um, I really feel like her platform is just going to continue to grow, get bigger and bigger. And those opportunities are just going to continue to come because, yeah, I get the same when people are like, when is she going to be on the podcast? When do we get to hear from Thunder Rosa? People want some more Thunder Rosa in their lives. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, and she's one of those that it doesn't matter. I mean, I've been at shows where it's different promotions, different venues, different cities, and it doesn't matter where. She gets a huge pot. I mean, she's incredibly over, no matter where she's at. People love her. And it's no, it's no wonder, frankly. And I don't think it can be overstated enough how important it is that she creates opportunities for other women. She's making, you know, place settings for other women at the table with Mission Pro Wrestling with all of the community work that she's been doing too on behalf of all sorts of promotions. She's out there a lot, but she's doing things for other people. And I I think that's a huge reason why she's number five.
0: Yeah. Thunder Rose at number five. So I feel like that just like confirms because I, I literally just got very excited for you to announce her. Like, Hey, I need to get her on some oral sessions and her and I have a little chit chat. I would love to pick her brain. See what's going on with her. Okay, number four on the PWI 150 Female Wrestlers of the Year is... Britt Baker.
1: Yes. I mean, when she says she's the face of AW Women's Division, she's not lying. I mean, she really is. And she's gone from, you know, a face to very sweet and very kind to this sort of whole other character. It was honestly like a really seamless turn. Like, it was very seamless. It seemed very natural for her she always knows where the hard cam is and she's always, you know, cornballing for it.
0: Oh my God. I've said that to her before. I'm like, girl, you know how to find that camera and make those moments, whether it's her talking shit to the camera with blood dripping down her face, or she's putting on her gloves and like, she is so good at finding those moments and making those moments count. You know, I think when we're looking at professional wrestling, that's what it's about. It's about those moments. I mean, yes, she's great in the ring. She's a great performer. But those moments are the things that I think really last in our minds. And she's so great at letting those breathe and finding those Moments during her match. I'm like, does she think about that ahead of time? Is she feeling it as she's going? Like, she is figuring out and developing her craft before our very eyes. And, like you said, it's been so seamless to go from being a baby face to being a heel. She has done it so seamlessly. You know, you say she is the face of the women's division in AEW. I mean, I would even say she is the face of AEW. Just what she's been able to do within that company. And you know that there's got to be so many other opportunities that are constantly knocking at her door. I legitimately do not understand how she juggles being one of the world's top professional wrestlers and also still maintains being a, a dentist like full time.
1: It's inspiring, right? Because it
0: makes me feel lazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I like, did
0: another job,
1: right? Oh, you, yeah. You lazy. Come on. <laughs> um, you have like six jobs for day.
0: I know I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'm not a dentist and I'm not a wrestler. <laughs> so she's like juggling everything. I actually just had her. She popped on my serious XM show the other week and she literally stepped out of the office from doing dental work to hop on to do still do media. So yeah, it's like, I don't know how she sleeps. I don't know when she finds the time time. um, And her passion just oozes out through everything that she does. And the sky's the limit for her, obviously. But you guys are going to get a lot of shit for not having her at number one. People are going to be... Yeah,
1: we really are. (laughs) And it's hard to because I'm like, I'm going to get asked probably from somebody somewhere, why was she at number four? And honestly, it's because she didn't hold the title for very long. Activity-wise, you know, she didn't have as many matches as like the top three women did. So it's really not as like, Oh, you're not as skilled as those women or you're not as compelling because we know that that's not the truth.
0: Right. So you guys came down to some math and some stats when you were putting together these lists. Okay. And that's true for the top three and the top two,
1: especially, it really came down to, you know, the intangibles versus the stats.
0: We spent days
1: on the top two.
0: Who do we have at number three? Number three is Diana Perrazzo. Okay. <laughs> i like that we have uh well i was gonna say we've bounced well we've bounced between two different promotions right now we've got five four three and we've not gotten to wwe yet
1: technically thunder rosa is signed with AEW, but she's got her own stuff going on so the top five are all from different promotions
0: wow that's awesome nice nice and diverse i'm really excited to see what
1: happens when Deanna and brit see their placements because they're friends.
0: Yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Friendship breaker. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, you know that there's definitely be like some wine spill. The conversation will be had about it. Certainly. I don't know Deanna very well personally, but I've been able to have her on my podcast. Obviously, I've been able to follow her career, but I love that she is one of those chicks. that's like if a door is closed and that opportunity is not what it seems to be, she is not backing down. She does not get deterred from what her goals are and knowing her own value. For somebody to know their worth and continue to chase that down and make sure that those dreams happen, she, she has done that So well, since her departure from NXT, even in her time at NXT, you know, when I had her on my podcast and she was saying how, like, she was kind of getting in some shit for, like, being like, why am I not doing this? I want to be doing this. How can I get in there? And to me, that is the attitude you should have. You want to be that squeaky wheel that gets the grease, but at the same time, she backs it up. She's not just someone that wants to talk and put me out there and give me that spotlight. When you give her that spotlight, she performs, she shows up, and she gets the job done time and time again. I mean, yeah, again, whichever promotion she happens to be showing up in, she's knocking it out of the park. She's so much fun to watch. Okay. Are you ready for number two? So, number two is Utami Hayashishida. Ooh, okay. So,
1: you know, she's not, it's what, three years pro? So, she's pretty, pretty new. But she has done wonders for stardom this year. And I can't really necessarily say that it's just the talent, because stardom has got new ownership. So they're more available in American markets. Um, we can watch live pay-per-views, which we weren't always able to do. But she's really brought a lot of new fans, a ton of new fans to stardom.
0: Where else do you think there's somewhere that she could like pop up for her to keep like expanding and growing her career and growing her resume? Like you said, I mean to only be three years pro the world is kind of her oyster. What do you think would be something that would be like another great fit for her over here uh, in the United States?
1: The owner of new Japan is, is also the owner of Sturm now. And so new Japan is doing a lot of stuff in the U S so I don't see why stardom then wouldn't be able to do stuff in the U S you know, stardom has now gotten matches on the not dark side of wrestle kingdom. So they're going to have a whole new, even if they just come and run the regular shows. I mean, she doesn't have to show up in another promotion necessarily, um, but just to come and and wrestle in America. I, I would think if stardom did that, it would just blow the doors off of any fan that might be weary about it because it really is like amazing wrestling.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, when you've been able to see what New Japan has been able to do, I mean, whether they're doing shows that, like with their dojo out in L.A., I mean, shit, my husband was just up there in Philly doing a show uh, with New Japan as they were taping some of their stuff. So the fact that they have such a presence here in the United States for stardom to be able to jump on that bandwagon and follow that model that New Japan has been able to do, like, yeah, why not? Let's get that going. Get those visas. Let's get push those visas through and let's book some venues. Okay, here we go. Are we ready? The number one women's wrestler in the world currently is
1: Bianca Belair.
0: Oh, shit! (laughs) Yay! I mean,
1: I think everybody, most people predicted it,
0: right? What is it about Bianca that you guys love so much?
1: She had so many moments from the Royal Rumble, to Helena in to WrestleMania with Sasha Banks. I mean, she the trajectory within a year, basically, of, you know, starting off where she you were seeing these vignettes of her like working out and we we're all like, when is she going to be in the ring to now to all that she's been through? I mean, it's incredible.
0: She's just such a star. She is one of those people, you know, I got to like share the locker room with her for a little bit of time and she had been up on the main roster as I was there. So we got to like hang out a little bit. We never got to spend like too, too much time together. But she was one of those people that like, as soon as you see, there's like, there's like an aura around her. Like she's just fucking special. There's something so cool about her. And outside of the fact that she's such an incredible athlete. She is somebody that the fans have obviously attached themselves to. There's no denying anyone, you know, seeing a star quality in her. She's fantastic. She is just such a hard worker. She makes her own gear, which fascinates me. I love that she is out there sewing and stitching her own gear. She looks like a million bucks with the hair, turning that into a whip, seeing her family at ringside, her and Montez. They just have such a cool story. and they seem like the kind of couple you just want to like hang out with. I want to hang out with, and I want to be best friends with Bianca Belair is what I'm saying.
1: Their goals, relationship goals for sure. And she's, you know, so this is where we got between one and two, where it was like, how do we weigh Utami's like, you know, incredible work rate to Bianca's intangibles? Because the thing about Bianca is that she's representing a culture that is not well represented, especially within women's wrestling, but especially in wrestling period. So, She got moments that were incredibly important because there are a lot of fans who are not seeing that. She holds her own against the vest. She's humble. And she's been the face of the company for quite a while now. Every time I go to anything where there's like WWE people, like a, a chat or a discussion or an event, she's the face. I mean, she's there. You know, besides all that, it's just the fact that she represents something huge for women and women of color within wrestling.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you look at her and Sasha Banks, the fact that they were the first two black women wrestlers to ever main event a WrestleMania to have that be such a a visible thing and make that such a monumental moment for so many other little girls to be at home, to see these women out there, like achieving their dreams and just seeing such a strong, powerful woman. And I mean that like physically, spiritually, mentally, like all of those things she embodies. She's sparkly. (laughs)
1: She's like such a sparkly, amazing person. I don't know anybody that can root against her. You just can't. She's hard to root against.
0: Yeah. There's nothing to not like about her. It's like, and like for somebody like her to, um, to take to professional wrestling the way she has also in such a short period of time, you know, you know, she's an athlete already coming from, you know, the Tennessee volunteers, I believe to what she's been able to do, adjusting to, to becoming a professional wrestler and man, like a duck to water, the way she's been able to do it, to imagine like signing to NXT, getting her run there, doing her thing, to then main eventing WrestleMania. Like, God, who could have seen that coming? Ever, Like you, you want to be in her corner. You want to be on her team. And the thing is,
1: we didn't see it coming because the push went from zero to 60.
0: We get a little bit like gun shy with that a little bit, that it's like someone starts to get a push and you're like, shit, are they going to actually get the push? Are we following through with this? Where are we going with it? So the fact that Even if you want to take a look at what happened with um, Becky Lynch coming back and, uh, you know, beat Bianca for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I think that left people being a little bit like, oh, no, what's happening? Where are we going to go with Bianca? What's she going to do here? But she is that kind of star that like nothing is going to fully derail her situation. Like it's she's good. She's fine. There's other storylines to be had other paths for her to take within WWE. And it's just the beginning. She's she's still so young and has uh, so much of her career ahead of her. But yeah, I mean, even from in the ring to to like you said, being a spokesperson and being the face for WWE, that's something she's going to be able to do for a very long time.
1: And the fact that she's just a good human being. I mean, I don't know her personally, but you can tell that she's a very good human being.
0: You can see it. It's, there's something very authentic about her. There's no bullshit. Uh, she's just she's fucking good, man. And I dare you to not bop when her music comes on. Like I I have listened to that in the car
1: sometimes and I just need to smile because it's hard. You can't not.
0: Okay, so who on your top 150 are some people that we should know about that maybe under the radar that, um, you know, when you're talking about the Sashas, the Baileys, the Beckys, um, the Brits, the Thunder, Rosas, all that. Like who are some of who are some of the women that maybe aren't not that they're not getting the recognition, but they're, you know, they're on the up and ups. I would say Trishadora.
1: If you don't know about her, you need to know about her. If we want to talk about representation, Trisha Dora is where it's at. She is really for the culture. I mean, she's doing stuff that most women wouldn't even dare to. She's holding intergender titles. I mean, it's incredible. And she just got signed by ROH. Ring of Otter just signed her. So, you know, they're building these women's divisions around some real stars. And so I'll say it. I don't think Kevin cares. This comes out the day up. She's number 18. And actually she's the highest ranked indie wrestler because she wasn't signed at the time the evaluation period. So at 18, and she was the highest ranked woman ever on the PWI 500 and number 44. So
0: damn good for her! Get it,
1: girl. She's incredible. I mean, she's fought the best of the best. She had a match with Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander, and I'm gonna die for not. It's a Tony Deppin? I can't remember who the other person was, and they had a mixed, <laughs> mixed gender uh, match, and it was some really compelling stuff. She's incredible. So she's going up.
0: All right. Well, check her out. Is there anybody else that you want to give a little bit of love to? Masha Slamovich,
1: um, just got a contract from impact and she, she was featured at NWA Empower. power. She's from Russia and she's one of those that's willing to do whatever it takes. And she could have gone home, but she decided she wasn't going to go home. I think she stayed in Japan for a while too, and then came here. So she's one to watch out for. She's incredible. Um, Mickey James, uh, she pushes Masha quite a bit. She's a she's a big um, fan of her. I would say Laney Luck. Laney Luck hasn't gotten hired yet, but Laney Luck needs to get hired. She's been on a couple dark AW darks. Um she's a Chicago scene girl, so that's probably why I like her so much and I push her. Um, but she's another one and her so her her gimmicks like two turnt party unicorn and it sounds weird but it's like made i think for tv and made for like <laughs> queens it's really great oh i love that yeah there's so i mean honestly there's so many
0: it just blows my mind to like imagine putting together these lists and going through the different promotions and like yeah i mean it, you know in my mind yeah you think of the obviously the wwe the aw the roh the impacts uh to nwa to all these other promotions. But yeah, when you're talking Japan, you're talking Mexico, you're really kind of all over the place. And, you know, another thing that, as you said, um, you know, about being in Russia and then going to Japan and all that is like, you know, over this past year, I, I was talking to the Iconics when they were on my podcast. And when you think of wrestlers that are not from the United States, it was not easy for them to work when they're not under contract because of visa situations and whatnot, that it really put a lot of people in a bit of a scary situation of wondering what's going to happen. Not only is the world closed down, but visas expire and where do you go? What do you do? So the people that were able to keep their ball afloat and to continue their business moving forward and to continue working and all that, um, I know that that's not hard. So kudos to you for getting that shit done.
1: This list we try to make very inclusive. We got, you know, my friend JPQ, he's really into Joshi wrestling. So he came especially just to make sure that we had like there was like a fifth of the, the list is Joshi. In every continent, we've got every continent except for Antarctica covered on this. And so we really tried and it is hard. It's hard, especially for Australia and Canada right now. Canada just recently started back up. Um, and now the borders are opening for land travel, which is easier than than flying. And
0: we know that great wrestlers come out of Canada. I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah, that's just, Hello. A fact. <laughs> just great human beings, right? I mean,
1: my fiance ah, comes from Quebec. Yay, so we you know, see, that.
0: right? You know, you know what we're dealing with.
1: When this whole thing started, like Shaza McKenzie, for instance, was on her literally on the plane. And when she landed, they said we're closing down borders. So she either had to go back or be stuck in America for years. And so
0: how do you do that? How do you, and then they were,
1: you know, off and on with their, with their closures and with their quarantines. And so
0: it's been really tough. I mean, even just from like a non-wrestling standpoint, but like seeing my family, it's really, really tough. Um, Yeah. I mean, for anyone that is you know, in the United States and either they're not able to see their family and they're not able to get that other part of their life being fulfilled, but to not be able to work on top of that, I think it's, it's really put people in a tough spot. Um, it's probably been a pretty lonely uh, figuring yourself out, test yourself kind of year. Um, and yeah, I mean, seeing so many of these women just like thrive and flourish. And now as things are opening back up and you can see people popping up in different promotions and whatnot, it's, it's really, really cool to see.
1: Yeah. I and mean, this list is frankly, it was still really hard. There are some women that were left off that were kind of bummed we had to leave off, but it's going to grow. It's going to keep growing because there's just no way it can't.
0: It's so crazy to me to think of, you know, when I started at WWE eight years ago to what women's wrestling looks like now. It's insane. I just I love how much uh, diversity there is, the different representation. It's really grown leaps and bounds. And yeah, it's it's really cool to see and imagine what the next five, ten years are going to look like in wrestling. When you think of how many girls are at home Watching all these other promotions, seeing these other opportunities, going, "Hey, if she can do it, I can do it." And I'm seeing myself on TV, and uh, yeah, they're gonna blow the doors off. It's gonna be really, really cool, and your lists are gonna be a lot more difficult to put together.
1: But we welcome the challenge. And there's other, you know, we have the reemergence of titles. We have new titles being developed for women. We have new divisions, or you know, the the reimagination of divisions happening. And all it does is it takes women off the indies and give them steady paychecks and then leave those spots open for the newcomers. And so it's, it can only go up from here. It's great.
0: Get those women paid, It's not just a novelty act. Careers are being built and they need to be paid. And we also need to uh, meet them on the same level as what the boys are being paid. So let's put that out there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, Kristen, thank you. So much for coming on here and breaking down the top five. I cannot wait to see what the other 145 that are on this list that you guys put together, all seven of you in rooms for hours and hours having these discussions to place these women over the year. So congratulations. Looking forward to it. And thanks for hanging out with me.
1: Also, make sure you get it because there is an interview of uh Renee Peken in there.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't even plug myself yeah. Hello. in there. It's a very fun interview. <laughs> I conducted
1: it and it's fun because she talked my ear off and it was lovely. And so go get it. And my screaming baby in the background, but we got it done. We did it. I didn't even
0: hear that baby. So <laughs> yeah, so check it out. Where can people get everything?
1: By the time this releases, you'll be able to get the digital and the print pre-order will be open at womens150.com, making it really easy for everyone. The uh, issue hits newsstands November 9th, and then subscribers will get it a little bit before that. They'll get that because it's 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 a collector's edition. There's some really great stuff in there.
0: Yay! Hell yeah! Women's wrestling, everybody!
1: Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell
0: yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you.
2: Now I'm thinking in my brain, right? The basement with the cobblestone, you can most likely turn that into either a podcasting studio or now a new sneaker closet.
0: Ooh. Okay. So let's talk sneakers here. Here's my thing with sneakers. So I got a pair. I consulted with you before I fully pulled the trigger because I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to sneakers. I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, but I ended up getting some Nike Dunks, just black and white classic. I figured I couldn't go wrong with a simple classic pairing of black and white.
2: But high top though.
0: I like a high top. I am not a low cut sneaker person, unless I'm working out on them. If they're like a true running shoe, obviously, duh. But um, otherwise, no, I, I want a high top sneaker. Um, but it's figuring out how to pair that. Because like athleisure wear doesn't really work for me. I've always been like a booty skinny jean, little band t-shirt. Like that's kind of my little moto jacket. That's my vibe. So now it's, you know, again, the COVID year has made it a little easier to be an athleisure wear because I'm always just in like sweatpants. Also after having been pregnant and having a subsequent C-section, sweatpants are my friend. A jogger is my friend, but I don't like feeling undone. I feel slobby. How do I get like a hybrid so that it shows that it as a choice, not a solution?
2: You can never be slobby because you have a reputation for being a fashionista. You understand? I used to, like,
0: I don't know, man. I'm trying I'm clinging, clinging.
2: It's okay. It, it's okay. Once you're like up and running after the whirlwind that you're gonna go through, you can put some jeans on wait. and go to dinner with John. Oh
0: my god, that would be a delight.
2: The best way I like to show is like, let's create a, a fashion vision a board. What do we? what do we want to do? So I'm always into, if you're going to do a high topple, then you need to have like either a, a legging or some type of tapered pant to really accentuate the sneaker around like the ankle. Yeah, yeah right? definitely.
0: do Put a little cuff in your pants,
2: Little cuff or whatever. So for you, I was like, yo, we can do chunky oversized sweater, black.
0: Love. I got plenty of those.
2: You could do leggings, you could do yoga pants, you could do leather joggers. To me, huge fan of leather joggers.
0: I love a leather jogger. Never met one I didn't like, to be honest.
2: And that's what you pair your dunks with. Because you were like, I was trying to convince you to go full Jordan or Yeezy, and you're like, no, no, I'm not going to do that.
0: I don't like Jordans. I don't see Jordans on somebody else and go, I want to wear that shoe. I've never looked at a Jordan and thought that it should be on my foot.
2: Right, well, all of professional wrestling likes Jordan 1s now. So, to pivot which was smart, you were like, I'm going to go dunk high. You chose a black and a white. You chose the primary colors. They can go with anything. Me, since I predominantly wear all black to begin with, I like my sneakers to have a little pop of color. One of the things I just bought was um, a pair of Mosh originals because he's been creating his own sneaker. Big shout outs to Mosh. And I just oh, bought- They're called the Badlands. And they're from like, the. there's like this- like like these nice clay colored with like reds and oranges. It's a really pretty shoe. And I'm like, okay, it's a low top and I like it. I'm like, I'm going to rock this. So like they're being custom made. He's doing a run of his shoes, but each shoe, if you order it, they become custom made and then he sends them to you. So it's like a 12 week waiting order. So I'm waiting the 12 weeks. I already got the confirmation. They should be in soon. I'm going to be wearing them. Photo shoots are going to happen. Let's go.
0: Good God. Well, you know, you're, you're going to get them in like fucking sludgy spring. You're going to have to be very careful with those.
2: Listen, I've been trying to learn how to levitate for years to wear my sneakers. Like I'm the Beetlejuice cartoon. So I will, (laughs) I will figure that out. But most of the time I'm so careful with my kicks anyway, even when I was on the road, I was very careful for where I would step. I have a, like a driving loafer that I wear. And then I put my sneakers on. Oh yeah.
0: Emilio,
2: I'm, I'm wearing my loafers right now. I'm wearing my UGG. Me too, my brother. Ugg suedes.
0: UGGs forever. I love my UGGs. I don't give a but shit.
2: It's the shoe before the shoe. Your boy has a shoe before the shoe.
0: Interesting. I'll never be that person. Um, but I respect that you do that. I like that you put that much thought and wherewithal into your footwear. See, I've always been like a booty person. I do have like a lot of really nice shoes. But yeah, now I feel like, especially I'm walking around with a 20 pound weighted vest on all the time. I've always got this kid on me. So it's not really conducive for wearing anything with much of a heel. If I plan on being out for a while, I'll be dying. Yeah, no, My feet will be killing me. So I need a good flat shoe solution. And aside from my docs, I wear my docs a lot. But I, I, I'm going to take the dunks first, Ben. I'm going to a renaissance festival after this. I'm going to wear them
2: there. Okay. So that's the perfect time to really test them in, break them in, get comfortable with them. Me, I ordered the same shoe that you have so we could be twinsies the next time <gasps> I see you.
0: My guy. Let's get our jumpsuits and we'll really be good to go.
2: Absolutely. But mine are low top though. Cause I like it okay. Cause I like a low top. So okay, you want to get those anks out. You want a good ankle display. I got pretty angst. I want to yeah. show them off. You know what? Why not? I'll even get crazy. Maybe I'll even rock an ankle bracelet. Why not? Like, who-
0: Ooh, I love an ankle bracelet. Love an ankle bracelet.
2: I'm all for flair. You got to show off the little flares a little bit. Little accessories. Ain't so bad.
0: A little hint of, Ooh, what's that? What is this choice? I like to have that. I like to keep guessing. I think that's really a smart move. I like that a lot. Um, Okay, so moving on from the shoes, did you watch Hocus Pocus?
2: I have not yet. What I don't understand the hype of this movie. So, like, when I tweeted, is this the year that I watched this movie? People lost their minds. You and Tamario specifically.
0: <laughs> I love that I saw T jump on that. My guy T.
2: Like, your mind's exploded. And I was like, I, I've never understood the hype for this movie. Why is this movie so good? Convince me that I have to watch this tonight.
0: So, here's the thing you're not going to like it. And here's why I like it because I watched it when I was a kid. It's a nostalgia movie for you to watch it as, you know, a a almost 40 year old man. You're not going to like it. That's like, I'm obsessed with the movie Labyrinth. I fucking love Labyrinth. I've got Labyrinth gear everywhere. I've got like a beautiful ink drawing of labyrinth I've got my baby some labyrinth clothes like I love it It, that's like that's quintessential Bowie for me that's what started my Bowie love affair um but I tried to get John to watch it and he was like this is dumb but is it a grown-ass man watching it of course he's not gonna like it so I think if you're not taking a road a, a little walk down nostalgia lane you're not gonna like it like it's a good cute movie but it's you know it's old in comparison to like new movies you're gonna be able to see now there's a charm to it like Bette Midler Sarah Jessica Parker god I always forget the other actress's name yeah there's there's some great moments and it's a very cute little Christmas or Christmas movie gee it's jumping ahead a little Halloween movie but I don't think that it will, um, I don't think it will affect you remotely watching it as an adult.
2: Because now I don't see the appeal of like the internet telling me, well, this is the greatest thing in the world. So you have to watch it, you know, you'll hate it, I, which I probably will. But I now for the sake of continuity and bits, because this is sure. what this show is all about continuity and bits. I'm going to have to sit and watch <laughs> it. Like, and then, I, okay. and then my, my, my Twitter was blown up. Well, if you don't watch that, then you got to watch Halloween Town. What the hell is Halloween Town?
0: I don't know what Halloween Town is. I'm not, I you know what? Because I've been watching a lot of Halloween movies, but as I said, John's had a very busy October, so when he's not home, I'm not brave enough to watch the truly scary movies by myself. So I find the fun, cute little crisp. or why do I keep saying Christmas? Yikes. I love Halloween and I'm really sad because normally I decorate the shit out of our house for Halloween. Um, But I couldn't because we were selling it and having people come over and there's no way I'm doing it now. I'm leaving in like a day. Um, So I'm kind of skipping over Halloween this year, but I did get us a full family of bat suits. We're all going to be bats. (laughs) (laughs) So this started because I was like, Oh my God, I get to put my daughter in a Halloween costume. What is she going to be? I only have what maybe one more Halloween until she starts telling me what she's going to be. So I'm like, all right, I'm in the driver's seat. What's she going to be? It's not like we're actually going out trick-or-treating. We're not, we'll probably just, you know, stay at home and give out some candy but I was like, she needs to have some kind of costume. Then we need costumes. And I was like, Oh my God, wait, are we all going to match? Um, so I was looking up baby costumes and there was this really cute baby bat costume. And I was like, she's got to wear that. So then I ordered John and I bat costumes, which are fucking hilarious because they are so bad. John's came John's is massive. Obviously he's a huge man, but the fact that I got one that fits him and it's like it is from like his shoulders to his ankles of wings <laughs> and like full fur <laughs> bat suit. But it also came with like webbed finger gloves. <laughs> it's the best shit. And our dogs have bat costumes as well.
2: Do you have pictures of this?
0: No, because he only put it on just to see if it would fit. Which I died, uh, but no, I don't have pictures, but I will have them. But uh, I'll send them to you. I, I Brian, probably we can't post, post them on the internet. I,
2: you can't post them. On no, the no, internet no.
0: Let's now. no, let's let's not. That's not for the internet. But just know that that's a thing that's going to exist, and it's going to be fantastic.
2: What would pop the shit out of me is if he wore the mox jean vest with the wings.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's already pretty much ripped up down the one side. I think you could fit a wing through there.
2: That's what I'm saying. If we can like moxify this a little bit.
0: The last thing he ever wants is to draw attention to himself. So I feel like cause then will will be big, like, oh my God, is that John Moxley dressed as a bat rather than like.
2: Just a tall, big, beefy man dressed as a bat.
0: Just a big, imposing Batman. And what's yeah.
2: Yeah, what, what's going to be more attention, like either or the or? I mean, he's both, he's going to have attention no matter what.
0: Yeah, I know. I feel like I should like get him a mask or something.
2: Paint his face with a little triangle on the nose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so funny. Yeah. And then the dogs all got that costumes too. It's, it's all very funny. It's such a good, dumb, like very little effort put in costume, but it really makes
2: me laugh. See, that's the type of Halloween shit I like. I am not into, like, scary stuff. Like, I've never watched...
0: I love the scary stuff. I've never
2: watched Halloweens. I've never watched The Exorcist. Like, I am... Okay,
0: those you can watch and still enjoy. Because there's not nostalgia necessarily attached to those movies. Those are just good movies.
2: Ange can watch that shit all day. She's into all of that shit. Me and
0: Ange need to hang. I need a good Ange hang.
2: She will sit with you. She'll probably make food. She'd be like, okay, love hun, that. sit and watch. Yes. What do you want to do? Then she'll make fun of me for leaving the room. Once the exorcist music starts, I'm out. See you later.
0: My mom's very like that too. It's funny. Cause like, I love watching scary movies. I like a range of scary movies from like the classics to like new stuff. My, my favorite are ones that are like ghost centric exorcism centric. I like some demons Uh, in my films. I like that kind of stuff. Like those are, those are my specialties, but I will watch anything. But my mom's very much into that too, that anytime my mom and I are together, she's like, I wish there was a really scary movie on right now we could watch. And then we'll spend like, you know, the next three hours trying to find a good scary movie. But I'm hoping that Nora gets the scary movie bug.
2: Me. I don't get into them. I, I never have. I remember I, I was dating a girl. She loved them. So she was like, we got to go see Saw, babe. And I'm like, Some oh, are twisted. yeah." God. So I sat there and I watched it. And then halfway through, I'm like, you know what? This ain't my cup of tea. I'm just going to play Snake on my phone.
0: Wow. So this is a long time ago, which, yeah, I mean, Saw did come out a long time ago. What is it about horror movies that you don't like? Do they give you bad dreams? Do they get in your head? Or you just don't like that genre of film? You just don't think the movies are very good.
2: I just don't like the genre of film. Like, I I don't get bad. I mean, I sleep like a rock, thank God. But I've never had a bad dream or what? I'll probably have bad dreams tonight now. But
0: yeah, now now you've cursed yourself. Way to go.
2: Totally. It doesn't tickle the taint, if you will. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. not something that... Like I don't know if, if like I'm tickling. right. If I'm gonna choose a movie. I'm going Roadhouse Patrick Swayze over, I don't know, The Exorcist. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's what I'm into. I've never, I never got into like Freddy's and Jason's and Chucky's. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. But I'm also the same guy that's never even watched a Disney movie up until five years ago. So it's like. What did you watch when you were a kid? Honestly, Renee, hand to God, Ange will tell you. It was always like Rocky. It was always Van Damme movies. It was like. The key in Batman's, like any movie that I would see that he man and the masters of the universe, all in.
0: What did you think of the new Batman trailer? I'm in. People were so questioning what are we gonna get from Robert Pattinson as the new Batman? I will also like first of all, I'll watch any Batman movie because um, I mean, like anyone else, you you wanna see how they are. They're you know, whether you love it or hate it. I want to see it. I want to evaluate this Batman because to me, again, I'm with you. Keaton is my Batman, but I'm very into seeing what Zoe Kravitz brings to the table as, as a Catwoman because I love Zoe Kravitz. Is anybody in the world hotter than Zoe Kravitz? No,
2: no, she is. She's number one. She's number one. Like I, I catch my. We're in
0: like Zendaya. Zendaya's really fucking beautiful too. I
2: That's Ricky Starks' crush.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I would love to go on a double date with Ricky and Ricky and Zendaya and me and Zoe. And Zoe's recently divorced too. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should slide up in the DM I and give think that a she's shot. She's
0: dating shot. Channing Tatum, which is. Well, I have hot. no
2: shot. He's a handsome man. I mean-,
0: I mean, he's a handsome man. I wonder what he brings to the table personality wise. I
2: mean, he can dance.
0: Oh, he can dance, he can get down. God, imagine seeing them bone. What a scene that would be.
2: Charge for the price of admission, kids. Put that in the theaters.
0: Good Lord. I'm I, I'm like a That's, pervert. That's where my brain went. I was like, what does it look like when they bang? Because it's got to be something. Two beautiful specimens. Good for them.
2: Just body parts rubbing together.
0: Yep. A little friction, if you will. <laughs> a little friction.
2: But yeah, no, to, to go back to Robert Pattinson, I, I liked it. And- to me a good sign of a good actor is taking on different roles and you know unfortunately like the the twilight movies really just casted a large shadow.
0: It did, but he really branched out from there and he could have just been typecast as like that pretty boy whatever but he did um well he did that lighthouse movie with um with Willem Dafoe What an incredible, that's like an actor's actor movie, just two guys stuck in a fucking lighthouse together, losing their minds. Like he got to flex his acting chops in that. Uh, I've not seen it, but that movie High Life, everyone says that's really good. Uh, But I feel like he's, whether they've done well or not, diversity within his career, I think has been like, obviously the objective.
2: That's what you need, right? Because everybody looks at these actors and they're like, oh, but they have to have a specific look like Ben Affleck had a specific look like he looked like a Batman. He looked like a Bruce Wayne, right? Christian Bale looked like a Bruce Wayne, looked like a Batman. When Michael Keaton originally did this role, people were saying, why is Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice being Batman?
0: This comedian, yeah.
2: And then he really flexed his acting chops to show that he can pull off this dramatic range.
0: I love Michael Keaton so much. He is still really hot, by the way.
2: He's a good looking old dude.
0: He's a very handsome older man because he still looks the same. You know, like his physique has kind of stayed the same. He just, you know, he's an older version of himself, obviously, but like he looks great. Um, uh, He's in that new show too, um, Dope Sick on Hulu. It just came out. It just came out the other day. It's like brand new. Um, but yeah, Michael Keaton's still crushing it.
2: I felt he got robbed for the Oscar for Birdman. Like he should have won that.
0: Yes, agreed. Uh, who won? I I don't know who won that year. My brain will not jog back like six days ago, let alone, you know, three years ago or whatever. Um, but he's fantastic in Birdman. Him and, and Emma Stone. Emma Stone's not been in something in a little while. I'm a huge Emma Stone fan. She did she's the Cruella. A oh, duh. What an idiot. Yeah, that's a huge movie that just came out. It's Cruella. With our buddy. I think she's, yeah, with Paul Walter Hauser. Sweet man. It's just his birthday. Happy birthday, Paul Walter Hauser.
2: I hope he got cream puffs.
0: Me too. I like the idea of being somebody who has three names that you just, you, it doesn't, you don't just call him Paul, Paul Walter Hauser. You have to say all three. It's not just Paul Hauser, Paul Walter Hauser.
2: And he looks like the type that would have to have three names.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's very distinguished.
2: Like when I'm talking to you, it's just Renee. But when I'm talking about you, I have to say Renee Paquette. I just can't say Renee though.
0: That's like a little clarification too.
2: Right. And now when I have wrestlers and other folk that hit me up, they're like, hey, I want to come on Renee Paquette's podcast. They don't (gasps) say oral oral sessions. They give you full name.
0: Wow. I was really, um, you know, a little bit concerned when you go from like professionally having one name, being young, and then going back to my actual last name, which I mean- whole other can of worms because my actual last name is good, but I had to go back to
2: Paquette for uh
0: career purposes. It's got a better ring to it, you know, René Paquette.
2: But it's a good last name that doesn't deal with working in media.
0: Yes, exactly. It's like it's easier to sign. It's easier to sign into a hotel with. It's easier to book a flight with. Spelling out Paquette. Oof, no thanks.
2: I know. It was rough when I first had to like learn how to spell it for everything on like YouTube and and all the other stuff. But now I can do it blindfolded. So now it's like, I, I, I understand. You've
0: got a doozy too. It's it's so bad. Oh, it's so bad.
2: It's so long. It's like, there's like a G in the name. There's an N, there's an O. There's a whole bunch of syllables, man. Like my, my, I will never forget this. And I thought I had the longest last name in the world, but then a buddy of mine in high school, this Greek kid, his last name was Mara Nikolakis.
0: There was a guy at my school um, that his name was so long and crazy. I never actually went to school with this dude. He was like a few years ahead of me. His last name was Pigaligalonga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah as Raphael Pig-a-Lig-a-Longa. I am naming the
2: episode Pig-a-Lig-a-Longa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Raphael
2: Pigaligalonga. <laughs> That's so great. God, I would we should have him on the show. Could we? Could we find what he's doing? Maybe him and Stamatis Baron Nikolakis can hang out and talk on the show.
0: Oh, that would be so great. I love that. Uh, well, with that being said, I really have to pee. So let's wrap up this episode of Piggaligalonga.
2: Okay, pee. so listen, here's what we need you to do. As Renee's kissing the chicken right now, we need you to subscribe on iTunes, rate, and review. The more you do that, the more the kissing computers pee. The pew- chicken
0: sounds dirty. Sorry, <laughs> say
2: that again. <laughs> <laughs> while Renee's kissing Which, the chicken. <laughs> while Renee's kissing the chicken, and previously we're talking oh about God. just bodies <laughs> just creating friction. <laughs> And pigaligalangas. <laughs> if you like the show, just give us a review, man, because we want to hear positive feedback. But it also helps us move up the ranks as well. We also have a YouTube channel. Because of you, we got verified. Because of you, we're over 100,000. Continue to keep that train of going. We know you like mostly professional wrestling interviews on there, but we try to switch it up a little bit. If you can like the interviews that we do like with- Like
0: Robert Pattinson. We're all about having a diverse career. So let us do that. Let us flex that muscle, damn
2: it. You know, you're going to get me and Renee podcasting from a lighthouse one day. Don't mess with us. <laughs> So do that. Subscribe to that. New episodes premiere every Monday and every Friday with uh, sprinkles during the week as well. It's it's a it's an everyday channel. So go there and you go support your girl yeah, Renee Paquette. Enjoy it. You can follow us on the, follow us on the social medias at Renee Paquette on Twitter and Instagram at Emilio Sparks on Twitter and Instagram as well. I'm trying to get to ten thousand followers because my brother is almost at fifteen thousand and he flexes on me so bad. We wow. gotta fix that,
0: Benny. Guys, follow my dude. Jesus, what are we doing?
2: Can I get to 10,000 so I can have the swipe up feature to promote these episodes?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nice. I like the swipe up. Definitely. All right, look, I got to pee. I got to go.
2: <laughs> we'll see you next time right here on along Longa Sessions. <laughs> Bye.